Welcome back to a Dyson Friends, your weekly serving of magic, mayhem, and misadventure. I'm Joey, your host and Dungeon Master, and I am so proud to be here recording our 20th episode. Woo! Wow. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah, that's, buddy. That's, it's yeah. fantastic. Sweet. It feels like we just started, and it also feels like we've been doing this for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> and yet Joey still can't find his way to this house, I'm no. sure. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> And still saying stuff like the the start fighted. <laughs> hey everybody, Nolan here. So here's a fun fact about me today. Uh, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but like when I was a kid, I really wanted to be a paleontologist. Did we ever talk about me this? Me too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like love dinosaurs, and then I still kind of keep up with it like today to see if what like new species they're finding mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's currently a dig going on in South Africa where they've found the biggest tibia so far. And the paleontologists are saying it's a real shindig right right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh. <laughs> They're getting a real leg up in their career. Wow. Bravo. Nice one. Hi, I'm Greg and I play G.I. Randstar. And uh, going off last week, I'll talk about my cat some more. So <laughs> my cat likes to uh, drink water with her paw. She will take it dip it in the water, come up, and then drink it from her paw. Like it's a hand. Yep. She will mm. scoop it up and drink it. Is and she just a... imitating you? I don't know. <laughs> no, she just does it when I'm not looking. I'll just look over and it's just hey, paw and then <laughs> and look. And then once you look at her, she goes back to drinking normally. Yeah. <laughs> she'll even if I have a glass up, she'll go in like in a glass and drink stuff. That's so weird. That's so yeah. aristocratic. <laughs> Does it's she so raise a pinky? Yeah. <laughs> oh, how did I miss that? Fox, Fox dude. Fox. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Hey, everyone. I'm Rachel. I play Tana the Tiefling. Um, I guess, Nolan, I thought what you brought up was really interesting. What we Dinosaurs? wanted to. Sure. Um, I do like that more and more we're finding that they aren't what we think. Like they had feathers and were possibly even warm blooded, which yeah, is crazy. Some crazy stuff. Um, but no, uh, the part about what we wanted to be when uh, when we were younger and man, when I was a little kid, I, I just knew I was going to be like the next anime animator, cartoon designer. And then we switched to computers, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not interested anymore. So that's that's my sad childhood dream that didn't come true, is hand-drawn animation. Mm -hmm. Now I just draw penises on the boys' you know, papers when they're not looking. <laughs> is there one on your page, Greg? Yep. Okay. <laughs> I think that was... was Greg that is the, closest. Was that the first or second episode that I drew that on there? Uh, second. Yeah, it had like hair and stuff on it, too. It was yeah, quite detailed. Oh, quite detailed, yeah. Aaron? Well, you know, I don't really remember what I wanted to be when I grew up when I was a kid. It's been so long. But last week, I applied to be an astronaut with NASA. Oh, what? really? Did you really? I, I haven't heard back from them yet. Okay. I really don't expect much to come of that. Uh huh. Yeah. This is news to me. Yeah. I didn't even tell you because it's such a lark. You know? We'll talk about this later. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Hey, I'm Sarek. I play Heen the Scion, and I would like to thank everyone for the successful transfer to the Metaverse 2. Welcome. Uh, we only have 37 failure reports, so congratulations. You have all made it. I have a headache, and I'm dizzy. Can I take this stupid thing off now? <laughs> 38 reports. <laughs> and with that, it is time for our story to continue. Even though this is one day late, the day after Christmas, we wanted to raise a glass to all of you and say we are so grateful for you, and we hope you had a wonderful Christmas and a wonderful New Year ahead. Cheers. 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 Chapter 20. Nothing personal. Last time, Sensei turned the town of Applestead against the party. With Red's help, they managed to rest in hiding until a seeker arrived to arrest Heen and execute the others. The Seeker was slain with the aid of Sensei's ASMR advisor, Orin. You stand in a foggy clearing surrounded by a ring of gale-force winds, though it's hauntingly quiet within. On angelic wings, Orin descends until his sandaled feet touch the ground. I came as soon as I heard. Is everyone all right? <coughs> yeah, we're not beat up, right? Yeah, could, could be better, but we're, we're okay. Eh? <laughs> I feel okay. I assume, Mo, that you're looking for Sensei, hoping to end this. Yeah, yeah. I think we kind of have a, a plan here. I'm, I'm going to challenge him one-on-one. -on -one. I'm going to try and do it in front of everyone. And 
I don't I don't know if I can beat him, but if I can, I mean that'll end that'll end everything. You don't give yourself enough credit. You're stronger than you think. The inner circle is hiding in the late Baron's manor, along with Sensei, where he fled. You are in no state to fight them. Allow me to lend you a bit of my strength before you confront them. Thank you, man. Thank you. That would be most appreciated. Thank you. As he reaches out to start healing, I'm going to stop him. Uh, Oren, why are you helping us? Sensei has gone too far. Trying to have the five of you executed by Seeker is deplorable, to say the least. I think it's probably time that the monks take control of the monastery. They no longer need him. What do you think, Mo? Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I mean, at least they all need to know that he's he's lying to us, and, and we can all make our decisions from there, but this, this has to get out, and I just... I don't know, I, I understand now. He's just been killing everyone that figures that out, hasn't he? Oren nods. One at a time, Oren takes your hands and surrenders a bit of his strength to you. He starts with you, Mo. You can feel a tingling sensation in your arms as his power surges through your veins. He addresses you quietly. Do not fret, Modus. Change is what it means to be alive. After all, the desert giant created the humans to embody the ever-shifting sands. Embrace your part in it, Mo. Everything you touch changes, and everything that changes will change you. That actually, that was actually deep. Like, I'm going to have to think on that one. <laughs> he, he chuckles a little. Oh, you're comparing me to Sensei. But that one actually made sense. He puts a hand on your shoulder. You will do just fine. You're right. I'm not doing it for just me either. I'm doing it for all of us. Everyone deserves to know the truth. He steps over to JR. Jacob Randstar. I... I had a son like you once. The encouragement I wish I had given him is the same I'll give you now. Whatever challenges await you in the future, I know you'll fight them with courage. There's a reason that Strymer chose you, Jacob. Never forget that. No, I won't. He'll look to Tana and take your hands. It's not easy to be true to yourself when the world wants you to be something different. But you are free, Tana. Free from Mardani and her cult. Free from even fate itself. Your destiny is yours, and yours alone. And the his encouraging smile is betrayed just a little bit by the flicker of fear in his black eyes when he meets yours. Oren, I don't think even you believe that, but I do appreciate you saying it. I am afraid of Mardani's machinations, I admit. However, I do not fear you. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> Just next time you see your mother, make sure that whatever it is she's up to, be a thorn in her side for me, will you? I wish you hadn't said next time like you're so sure we'll meet again, but if and when we do, I'll try and gouge something out of her side. <laughs> With a polite nod, maybe a bit hurried, he turns to Finian. Finian, your journey has been long, and it is far from complete. I'm sure you know that. Just no matter where your feet take you, remember to sow the seeds of benevolence. You, and you alone, are the key to so much prosperity. Oh, and before I forget, your friend Rafirim, he's being held in the parlor. He is alive for the time being. Is he badly injured? No. However, he was being traded to the Seeker. Luckily, I don't think she had time to question him yet. I have such remorse that I have not been able to protect him since we found him. He seems to be nothing more than a pawn in these foolish games that are being played. 
then may you help him find his way to the marshes so he can complete his mission. I too would like to complete my mission. I do feel a bit adrift without the guidance of the greater members of my order. I'm sure they are all waiting for you in Miaram. Thank you. Heen, you have spent so much time hiding from the truth, haven't you? But that goes against your very nature as gith. Accept the truth of who you were and the truth that you are no longer that man. Both revelations are equally valid. As just the smallest little trickle of uh, healing energy enters my hand, I was only down one HP. I'll respond. I think on you misunderstand. I have recently discovered, looking over at Mo, no one ever changes. The difference is our actions and our perspective change. I joined the Seekers to do the best good I could in this world. I now defy them to do the best good I could in this world. And I am still that man. Mm. Spoken like a true child of the stone giant. <sighs> well, something must end for something new to begin. I... And he... he his voice trails off and he, he pulls a key from his pocket and hands it to Finian. This will open the manor's cellar door. I recommend finding Horace quickly. He'll flee the moment he knows that anything is awry. I will take my wind wall elsewhere. I'll do my best to distract the people of Applestead. But the monks, they will descend upon the manor once they hear word. Be cautious. And quick, it seems. We don't have much time. Finian, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> How much health did we get from that? Each of you has seven D6s. You can expand a D6 to regain a spell slot of that level or a key point or a side point, and the rest you can roll to regain that much health. One final thing. There's a tunnel in the cellar of the late Baron's home that he used to sneak a concubine in and out of Applestead. <laughs> when this is all over, meet me at its exit. It'll take you far away from the riots here. You say former Baron. Did he... Uh, did Sensei kill him? From what I understand, he ate a bad apple. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, I don't think Horace had anything to do with this. However, Horace was excited to hear that there was a vacancy. Uh, a fitting end for producing so many. Good luck to each of you. Be safe, and I'll see you soon. Thanks, Orin. We're gonna we're gonna have to owe you one when we're done with this. No, it's quite all right. You you don't owe me anything. You're doing all of the monks here a favor. And with a, a motion with his hands, the wind wall kind of this. Like he's the eye of a hurricane will move with him hmm. and he'll walk into Applestead. Everybody stay close to me. I'm going to cast um, a, a spell to allow us to move stealthily. I cast pass without trace. All right. Ooh. Everyone make a stealth roll. I assume you're making your way to the Baron's Manor. With advantage, right? With uh, It's a plus 10. Oh, nice. Because of the spell. What did everyone roll on stealth? I got a 29. Oh my god. 18. 24. Yeah, thanks to uh, Finian's Pass Without Trace, I was I made a 2 into a 15. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio would date my role still, because I got a 25. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, damn. Because of the magic of that spell, oh my god, you all rolled incredibly well, and the the people of Applestead, still with pitchforks and torches and shears, are just chasing the the gale force winds that are on the outskirts of town. And you have no problem finding the big brick building at the center of it. And there is, in fact, a cellar door with a lock. All right, guys, are we ready? There's no going back. We've got your back. Yes. We're with you. I will use the key. You open it. You open the lock on the cellar door and fling it open, and there's uh, a little wooden like staircase that goes down into it. Creak. 
<laughs> I close the door behind us and lock it. Yeah, smart. The wine cellar is well kept. Crates and shelves of alcohol meticulously organized. Torchlight reveals a dwarf in monkey sitting in a chair against the wall. On the floor in front of him is a large pot of something steaming. He takes a deep swig of a bottle before drunkenly looking up at the five of you. <laughs> oh, I know you. You could have... Uh, how could you be the noodles and company if you didn't enjoy my noodles? Your noodles with ketchup, <laughs> you cretin? Oh, how could you say that to me? And he... he takes another swig and stands up so abruptly that he almost collapses to the ground. I'll show you how slippery a noodle can truly be. Can I I just like hit this guy over the head with a bottle of wine and be done with this? You can certainly fight him if you'd like. All right, then I'm just going to grab the nearest dusty, hopefully very expensive bottle of wine. Yeah, they're all very expensive. And I'm just going to hurl it at his head as hard as I can. Uh, Shockingly, uh, there's a flicker of of clarity in his eyes as his hand reaches out and grabs it midair. Shit. And he rears back as if to throw it back at you, and then he stops and reconsiders and pops the cork, (laughs) takes a swig from it, and then he throws it back at you. He hits you you take this almost full bottle of wine square in the forehead taking eight bludgeoning damage right. as it shatters and okay okay all right <laughs> the glass the glass clattering to the ground at your feet <laughs> that was the wrong move little man and I'll look at Mo you go get out of here I'll be right behind you I'm just gonna take care of this little pip squeak and I'll crack my knuckles. <laughs> oh, bring, bring, bring it on. Somewhere above, you hear a door slam. Oh, that has to be Sensei. We gotta go. Are go. you sure, Tana? Go, move. go, Okay, go. thank you. Uh, Mo? Yeah? You've got this. Trust yourself. Thanks, Tana. Oh, I'm gonna kick his ass. <laughs> now I'm gonna scurry again. <laughs> I quickly take a look around on the way out of the room to see if there are any, like, looks like high, maybe high green alcohol grab a couple of bottles that I sure, see. Sure, sure, of course. And just Shove put them in, in my, your bag. In my bag, yeah. <laughs> I will, you know, like, crack my neck, like, fighting style and square off. Be careful, Tana. You've got this, though. Yeah, I've got this. <laughs> the rest of you rush out of the cellar and up stone stairs into the foyer. Outside the window, you can see a couple dozen monks working in the yard. At a moment's notice, though, they could swarm this manor and disrupt anything. Heem, do you have a way to secure the door? Those monks could storm this house at any moment. I'll glance at the door. Uh, what type of handles does it have? These are uh, a pair of big wood double doors, and the handles are just kind of loops on the inside. Perfect. Um, I'll look down. I'm... It's a rich person's mansion, so it's full of ottomans. I'm going to grab a little <laughs> ottoman, knock a couple of feet off, and slam it in yep. there. <laughs> As you slam the ottoman into place, it rattles the door, and many of the monks you see, uh, like rabbits with their ears going up, they all turn to face the manor. <sighs> I face oh, palm at no. that. I'll find a way. Just go. I'll run over and grab the next uh, piece of furniture. This time it's a, a chair, I guess. A fancy chair. As I drag the chair up to try and start reinforcing the door, I'll remember that this is uh, this is a big time for Mo, and I'll turn to him and simply nod. I'll try and make this as quick as possible. There is a grand staircase leading up to the next floor here. I'll, I'll look to Heen one more time and give him a nod back, and then I'll continue running up the stairs. You run up. At the top of these stairs, there are two doors. One is grand and gilded. Clearly, it leads further into the mansion. The other is a bit ajar. You see on the other side a parlor, and in the back corner sits Rafiram with a gag in his mouth and wearing some kind of straight jacket made of sharp metal. There's a bit of blood pooling at the feet of the, the chair, and there's a man standing over him. Oh. Oh, you gotta help your friend, Finian. 
We got this from here. You gotta save your buddy. I feel I'd be abandoning you in your time of need, but I believe you knew Mo and you have this. You guys, you guys already were here in my time of need. I'm gonna, I'm gonna adapt to the snow cat and I'm gonna use that, that, that agile style and Sensei's gonna pay. <laughs> Beautiful, I like that you've learned from my uh, skills. I'm going to run to the door. Mo and JR, you open this door and on the other side is a hallway. And standing in that hallway is Fleck. His hair slicked back. He looks uh, like he spent some time to look presentable. Fleck, buddy, you're here too? You know the plan? I'm going to put my arm out and stop you from walking forward. Just glaring at Fleck. His eyes will narrow at you, JR. Oh, I see you're still controlling Mo. Wait, wait, you said you lost an eye. Uh, my eye's fine. Red healed it for me. I'm fine. Okay, okay. You're, he's here to help. He's here to help. Fucks with us. Mo, right, buddy? Why why is this why is this guy still here? I thought I thought we were gonna get rid of them. They're evil. Fleck, it's it's not them that's evil. Sensei Sensei's a liar. He's a fake. I'm gonna roll an insight on Fleck. Fifteen. He's lying through his teeth. <laughs> this is a facade. Mo, he's not on our side. I'm gonna put my hands behind my back. Fleck, I was there too, man. He's lying to all of us. Listen, I'm going to go deal with him, and if I make it through this, I'm coming back for you. I was just there. What are you talking about? You really believe these people? They've, they've had my back, Fleck. Trust me. Trust me like I trust you. He scowls a little bit. Fine. Fine, Mo. You want to go through there? That's fine. You're free here. Unlike how controlling your group is, I'll let you do whatever you want. So if you want to go in there and get the shit beat out of you, you be my guest. I promise, fuck, I'm coming back. I'm not leaving you here. Yeah, you do that, Mo. And then I'm going to start walking past yeah. him. Uh, right as you walk past him, he's going to go to punch you in the gut. Oh. Just sucker punch right, right when you're not expecting it. I'm going to be watching him and try and jump in with my two hands together. My sword has formed two boxing gloves. I've chained oh, my weapon into yes. two boxing gloves. And I block his punch. No, at least try to. You make a acrobatics for me. A 21. Wow. Nice. You catch the fist just inches away from Mo's stomach. I always knew you were a devious dickhead. <laughs> he, he angrily grabs his hand out of yours. Alright, fine. You want a rematch, huh? Is that what you want? Yep. And I'll cock my fist. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll just look at both of them heartbroken. and I got this, Mo. Go. I'm going to nod solemnly one last time. And then turn without a second thought and just start running. It's now you alone running towards the end of the hallway. <sighs> okay. Okay, I got this. I got this. I mean, since he was running, since he was running, if he if he was capable of anything, he wouldn't run, right? I mean, like when I know I'm not capable of anything, I run, and he's doing the same thing. It's okay. I got this. We're good. We're good. We're good. A pressure appears in your head, Mo, and at this point, it's all too familiar. The key to your survival now is to strike with confidence, but only after you know his weakness. Bait him goad him, get him to show himself to you and then strike. I, I, oh, go ahead. I, I, I think I got a, a plan Heen, and I'm going to need your help. When, when I shout to you, I need you, I need you to make a platform. Okay. I've seen you do it before. I, I have an idea that's going to, he'll never be able to recover from what I'm going to do. I got a plan. I thought about it. I thought about it twice, Heen. I know <laughs> what I'm doing. Excellent. You have the confidence of a true monk. Thanks, Heen. Let's do this. And you open the door, and inside, Sensei stands at a glass window in this grand study. He's looking out at the monks below, his hands clasped behind his back confidently. He wears his most impressive gold robes bound by a black belt, and without turning, he addresses you. 
Mo, you're late. I've already forgotten half my monologue. <laughs> <laughs> Tana, the moment the group has fled the cellar, the dwarf locks his eyes on you now. You're his only target. And he picks up the boiling pot that was at his feet. And he takes one step over to you and trips. And the pot goes flying. And the boiling water comes out. It's filled with steaming noodles. And you are just covered in boiling hot noodles. I need you to make a constitution save. Yeah, as I'm flinging noodles off of me. 12. <laughs> so gross. Take seven fire damage, and then he'll stumble drunkenly to his feet, mumble something to himself, yeah, he's pick not up gonna... the pot and the ladle from the ground and charge you with them. Yeah, he's not going to charge for very long because he's getting hit with hellish fury of my rebuke of being hit with noodles. <laughs> Uh, Go ahead and make a deck saving throw. Are you returning those noodles back to the kitchen <laughs> with fury? Return to I'm going to fry them and make lo mein. Let's go. Damn. Uh, he he completely whiffs his his deck save. He's not even paying attention to your fire. <laughs> Let him know he takes 21 fire damage. Ooh. Oh, that's pretty that's raw, That's what man. you get for putting ketchup on your noodles. He looks up to you and opens his mouth to say something awful, and then he burps a little bit, and vomit kind of drips down <laughs> onto his beard. Anyone want to trade? I'll yell up. You're stuck with me, and he'll charge you, ladle in hand, and attack. And you aren't expecting much out of this. No. But the wooden ladle cracks against your skull and deals eight bludgeoning damage. I will rub my head. <laughs> really getting mad right now. It is your turn. Yeah, boy, is it. After shaking off the headache that I now have and still flinging more noodles out of my hair. <laughs> shit. I will hold out my hands and I will cast Burning Hands as a level two spell. That will be a 15-foot cone of fire to light his ass up. He fails again. Beautiful. He does try to get the pot in between him and the fire, but it just makes it hotter. (laughs) (laughs) You can hear him, and then he drops the the pot. It's too hot to handle. You have to make him say hot potato. (laughs) I will leap out of the way, cackling while he takes another 15 fire damage. When the fire clears, he looks down, he dropped the pot and the noodles spilled all over the floor. And he he looks down in horror and he falls to his knees, (laughs) weeping. You, you overcooked my noodles. And he'll grab a handful of them and stand up to meet your eyes. I will reach out to the nearest rack of wine, grab one off, yank it off with my teeth, chug it back, (laughs) wipe my mouth, throw it to the ground. It will catch on fire because there are still some flames simmering and say, let's do this, tubby. (laughs) (laughs) If I wasn't a drunk, I would be really insulted right now. And he'll attack you. Fuck. Even though he's wobbling and wiggling and his his body weight distribution is all over the place, he still closes the distance way faster than he has any business to. And with his bare hands, he attacks you. Only hitting once, dealing five bludgeoning damage. Oh, God. Will this headache never end? Heen. The monks outside have stopped their work and are now charging full speed. And you've seen how fast a monk can run at the manor. It seems they were warned ahead of time what might happen. Uh, I I see the monks charging at me and I look around realizing this chair isn't going to stop them. Uh, Honestly, it might. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ah, uh, fingers crossed at least. So uh, as they're charging at me, I'm going to brace myself against the door. Sean, grab the other table. <laughs> Sean. Sean will nod and go drag the table. It'll make loud scratch marks as it comes across the wait, stone wait, hold floor. hold on. Is the table actually moving right now? It is. Oh, yeah. And none of us are here. You know we'll never believe you. <laughs> and he, he brings the table to you. I, uh... I'll immediately push it up into position. I'm going to break the legs off of the table. As he brings it up, I'm going to project into my hand real quick a tap, and I'm just going to knock a couple holes into the ground as quickly as I can mm -hmm. and reinforce the table against the door with its own legs. He'll take a step back and just watch with anxiety as you can hear the monks thudding against the door one by one. The door is thick, but there are a lot of monks here taking turn punching it. And, and you can hear cracks starting to form. I'm going to wait. I've, I've reinforced as much as I could with the stuff in the nearby area. There's no steel or anything. Oh, by and the way, in the nearby area is a big window. Right. <laughs> so as a monk punches through the door and the first <laughs> fist comes up, I'm going to immediately try and just plug it with an astral mm -hmm. construct, trying to stop their hands from just ripping the doors open and getting in. Sean, close the blinds before they realize that is a window. He nods and hurries over to the window to close the blinds. And you hear outside one of the monks say, oh, hey, shit, there's a window. And a brick crashes through it. <laughs> oh, no. I've been hanging out with non-gift too long. <laughs> Finian. Yeah, uh, before anything happens, as Mo and JR were just about to leave the door, I entered the halo of spores. You see standing over Raphiram, who is just on the cusp of consciousness. He's, he's bleeding from his skin, from the straight jacket he's wearing. There's a man standing over him, the most boring, nondescript human you've ever seen. And it, he's so boring, so unmemorable that it takes you a minute to remember him. But he was the, the monk in gray who served dinner the other night you had with Sensei. And when he sees you, he, he puts up his hands, like, to surrender. No, please, I'm just a butler. Don't hurt me. <laughs> and, and this is the same fellow that served us the noodles with ketchup? Yeah, yeah. He didn't make them, as we've learned, but he <laughs> did serve them. Bastard. Oh, he knows of his crimes. I feel a... A, a, a surge of rage <laughs> upon realizing this was the same person that served such terrible food to me. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to cast slow. <laughs> yeah, him. sure. Uh, he makes a constitution save. Is that right? Actually, he makes a wisdom save. As you begin casting the spell, he drops his hands. I wouldn't do that if I were you. And then you successfully cast the spell. <laughs> and he vanishes. And you feel a very sharp pain slide between your ribs in your back. And you hear his voice in your ear. I told you not to do that. So as part of my reaction, he's going to take 2d4 necrotic damage. Okay. He takes five points of necrotic damage. He will take five points of damage. You, however, uh, will take 13 piercing damage, and I need you to make a DC 15 constitution save. I made a 15. Imperfect. So you only take seven poison damage. With resistance to poison. So now you half it again to three. Finian, it's now your turn. Okay. He rips his dagger from your back. Wonderful. Can I see him? Yeah, yeah, he's he's just standing there. He has a long stiletto in one hand and a short dagger in the other. I'm going to attempt to cast blindness and deafness on him. Uh, what's the save? It's a constitution save. 13. 15. He has to be a 15. He fails. So he's are you blinding or deafening him? Blinding him. Okay. His eyes go pale as you blind him, and very quickly he stabs the last place he thought you were, which is right in front of him. So he will attack you rapidly. Uh, he is disadvantaged because he's blinded, so his first attack misses. Uh, his second also misses. Wonderful. Finian, it's your turn. I'm going to uh, 
take a partial move to move away from this stabby stabby guy. Uh, and he will swipe at you as you move away. Yeah. Uh, with disadvantage, uh, this time he hits. Okay. Make a constitution save again. Dean. Okay, so take five piercing and five poison, and you move away from so him. Five piercing and two poison. Yes. All right, I move away, and uh, I'm going to cast Melf's Acid Arrow and fire at him. And he's blind. Hopefully that will make it so easier So you have him. advantage on this uh, attack? Oh, yeah. So that'll be a 19. That hits. Nine points of acid damage. And uh, I guess when he was attacking me, he probably would have taken the necrotic damage again as right. well. Yep. So uh, four necrotic damage. He'll stumble back from you and swipe quickly at the acid that's burning through his gi and he'll he'll look up. Your constitution is really something. My poison should have killed you by now. You can see the gears turning and he vanishes and you can hear some noise behind you and you see him standing behind Rafirum, dagger to his throat. JR, you're up Ooh. in the hallway with Fleck. Yeah, we're probably circling each other, mm. just talking shit to start. Flexing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was two times heavyweight champion at my school. <laughs> In kindergarten? Yeah. I'm so impressed. Do more. Wouldn't that make me more scary? <laughs> Fleck considers this for a moment. You're not very smart, are you? Ah, oh, now I get it. Now I understand why Mo likes you so much. You were his friend first. Yo, what? <laughs> Why are you guys so ashamed of me? <laughs> listen, listen. You, I think you misunderstand a little bit. He was useful. He and Brad have a lot in common. They're they're so simple, so easy to use. You know what I mean? You get it, right? Yeah. After he says that, I'll just give him that left paw, and I'm gonna attack. He smiles. It seems like he succeeded in getting under your skin. So a 16 for the first one. Uh, AC 15. And the second will be a 22 to hit. Given that old one, two. And I rolled a seven and a 10 punching damage. Whatever that would be. Bludgeoning? Bludgeoning? Yep. yep. Bludgeoning. He spits blood from his mouth and smiles at you with bloody teeth and will attack back. His... He's just on top of you, just throwing punches. It's so hard to keep track of him. He's he's going for it, and he will attack you four times and hit three of them for a total of 23 bludgeoning damage. Oof. I need you to make a DC 14 strength save. You're good at those, right, JR? Yeah, I make it. All right. That's exactly a 14. He, nice. with his last attack, jumps up in the air and tries to punch you to the ground, but you stand your ground, and it's your turn. Is that all you got? Are you just all talk? Ooh. You think you got under my skin? That's pretty tough, buddy. Also twice. Not 20 for one, and then 10 for the other. <laughs> <laughs> the one hits. Yeah, so I probably missed that, and he thinks he's so confident, and then just uppercut him with the nat 20. <laughs> In slow-mo, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go. Replay of that. <laughs> For 14 with that crit. No, no, no. I've just gotten started. He goes right for the throat with this punch, JR, and hits for only sevening bludgeoning damage. However, I need you to make a four DC 14 con save. Ooh, I feel that. You feel... If he punched you any harder, your trachea might have collapsed. And you feel the, the air. You can't breathe. You are stunned on your turn. Oh, what? It was that easy? You're going to go down that easy, huh? And he's going to take another turn since you can't do anything on yours. He's going to put one, sh one hand on your shoulder and hold you in place as he wails on you with his right hook for 14 more bludgeoning. Ooh. Between punches, he laughs, almost maniacally. Did you ever think, JR, how the Seeker even found you guys in your tent? Huh? I'll punch you again. <laughs> no, I didn't think so. God, none of you think, do you? 
Red told me. And he's so innocent. So, so kind. You know, so he told me where you were, and it was so easy to, to just tell the Seeker, get her favor, and then punch you again. Mo. <sighs> Sensei turns to you. Regal, as always. But he says nothing. He just looks at you, disappointed. I'm going to start stretching. I got to take this serious. <sighs> well, Sensei. Well... Horace, you have nowhere else to run. <laughs> you think I'm running? I mean, I, I heard the door close. Yeah, I think you were running. I know what running sounds like because I run. <laughs> yes, you were always such a coward. No, I was just getting your attention by slamming a door. You've walked right in my, into my trap, Mo. Don't you see it? I'm going to kind of panic look around the room and make sure it is me and him alone. <laughs> Yes, we're alone, Modus. I don't need anyone else to fight you. You're nothing. Nothing. Don't delude yourself in thinking that you can take on me, Sensei. I'm just going to take a, take a deep breath and I'm going to take a step closer. You know what? You know what, Horace? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, if I don't even win. Because enough monks' eyes are open now. This is, this is going to be your life from here on out. We're... We're waking up. We're waking up. We're not alone. Red, Red knows. He's helping us. Aaron knows. You're, you're done. A lie will spread across Belior long before the truth rises to combat it. You think the monks know anything? They are mine. You are mine, Modus. You know what? Maybe, maybe that was true. But, but then I died here and that set me free. That taught me more than I ever learned here, you faker. You're doing a good job with the tough act, but you can drop it, Mo. We can... Listen, I'm not mad at you. We can fix everything. You're still welcomed here in the monastery. Liar. Liar. You're gonna, you're gonna kill me just like you killed everyone else, just like you killed Eugene. I don't even know how many people you've killed, but you know what? Unlike you, I'm going to keep my promises. I'm going to kick your ass. It's just business, kid. Nothing personal. But I see you're committed to this act. So is this really how you want to die again? Part of me always knew you were involved in my death. Oh, I mean, I was in a way, but really it was Orin who ordered it. And my butler who carried it out. He did pay me handsomely. For collateral, however. Oh god, can I do an insight? Sure. This is gonna fuck me up. <laughs> <laughs> this guy has magic powers. I rolled in that one. Uh, You're confused. I'll, I'll stop dead in my tracks. No. No. Warren just helped us. He just helped us. Uh, yes, I. he's such an odd man. He, he wants us to go here and go there, wants us to return to Applestead to meet you. I don't know why he would have you killed just so he could find you again. He was he was the one that knew to come here. You know what? You know what? Even if that's, even if this is what's happening, even if I have to kick your ass because Oren wants it, well, you know what? I did that for you and I guess I can do that for him and then I guess I can kick his ass after. Alright. Alright, Modus. I'll tell you what. I'll give you... Oh, one hour to prepare, and then I'll kill you. I'm going <laughs> to honestly be a little scared. Uh, I'm going to look around everywhere in this room. Is there anything I can grab? Anything I Yeah, can so it's a big study. Lots of books and bookshelves. There's a desk that he's standing near and a big window behind him. And, and like lots of like there's a globe, lots of random trinkets that okay. the Baron had collected over the years. As I'm looking around, I'm going to pause on the bookshelf you know sensei there was a teaching of yours that that always stuck with me i'm gonna walk over and i'm gonna grab a book and open it and pretend like i know how to read <laughs> and as i'm going through the pages you always told me that books can be really dangerous and then i'll close the book and i'm gonna throw it at him <laughs> <laughs> make an unranged attack <laughs> Oh, that was good. 
Uh, 21. The book hits him in the chest and he takes a step back and he frowns. You can see now the vein in his forehead bulging. He's angry. No one, no one hits Sensei and he'll drop into a monk pose. And as I've always done and I will always do, I'm going to run headfirst at him. (laughs) All right. Tana, you are not doing well. You have scalding water and noodles covering you, alcohol. The the dwarf is, you don't understand how, even in, in his drunken stupor, how well he's done, but here we are. Yeah, I'm hurting. I'm gonna take one last swig from this bottle. The second one that I've opened. <laughs> throw There's it to plenty the around. Yeah, well, most of them are broken by now, let's be honest. I feel like in another lifetime, the two of you would have gotten along. <laughs> Me and the drunken dwarf? I feel like he's also drinking throughout this fight. He could have taught you so much about noodles. First of all, so much about drinking. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Second of all, Mo, go read a book. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> he doesn't read too good. You know what? The guys aren't here. I don't care about collateral damage. I got nothing to hide or repress at this moment. I'm going to throw up my hands. I'm going to manifest a fireball. And I'm going to slam it into his drunk, ugly face. Yeah, there's a lot of alcohol around. I mean, I'm fully... Tieflings know more than anyone that alcohol is flammable, and that's great. He won't be ugly for long. He's not going to be much of anything for long. No, no. Let's find out, shall we? (laughs) Yeah, okay. Uh, He will make a deck save. Yeah, he will. Uh, He will fall over. Okay. He just falls over on the ground. That this was his deck save. My spirit <laughs> just, just for fun, because there's just so much chaos, and I'm feeling all itchy and stuffed inside. <laughs> Let's have some fun with that. Let's have some fun with that. So, you know what? I rolled a 40. I don't like three of those dice, so I'm going to get rid of those. 51. 51? Fire oh. damage. And excuse Who me really quick. Who hurt you? I just, <laughs> he hurt me. He hurt me. And also a woman Love named Mardani, it. but that's another story. <laughs> What's up? Did you make it worse? Oh. Did you? That's a face of someone that just unleashed chaos. I got really itchy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was itchy. I didn't know where to scratch. You weren't around. Anyway, he gets hit with... 50, whatever I said, fire damage, and I maybe accidentally went a little too far. Roll a d100. Yeah, of course, of course. 76. You know what sucks? What? I still have my last chaos baby, which is a stone in my pocket, and I haven't even asked. I haven't even asked about it. Chaos baby. What what chaos baby have I wrought upon the earth this time? Tana, you send fire. You, You warp reality to will fire into existence. And you're not quite happy enough with how much fire it is at first. Yeah. And so you bend reality and luck and chance and make it even bigger. This fireball erupts and takes the whole room with it. Little explosions you can hear from the shelves as the alcohol catches fire and pops and cracks. And you can hear the dwarf cussing in his native tongue uh, as, as he's burning alive in this fire. And where he is, where he lies on the ground as his body comes to a halt, cracks will start forming. And everyone in this manner can feel rumbling, like an earthquake is rolling through. Tana, lava erupts from underneath him, just plumes up a pillar of it, consuming his body, hitting the ceiling. It coats everything, this entire room in magma. I need you to make a deck save against your own DC. Oh, no. Oh, no. I could use more chaos to do another advantage roll. Should I do that? Oh, God. No? Yeah, enter that. Let's open that door. Double down. <laughs> Let it ride. Okay, legit. That was an eight. So, you know, chaos is everywhere. Anyway, let's see what we got. Eighteen. Nice. You Let succeed. me also make sure I didn't introduce more chaos. Nope, we're good. We're good. We're good. Oh, good. We're good. <laughs> Woo. You only take 
Seven fire damage. Uh It is fire, of course, so you have resistance to this. Okay, so with my two HP left, I am going to start making my way through the flames and fire and molten glass from the wine bottles (laughs) to try and warn the others that our impending doom is nigh. (laughs) The cracks (laughs) are spreading rapidly and shelves are now falling into the lava below. Heen, the manor is coming apart. You don't know why, but it's all shaking. And for a split moment, you think it's because of the monks coming at the the wall and the window and the door with such force. But that thought is interrupted when the floor beneath you starts crumbling inward. (laughs) From below, below, you can can feel the searing heat of lava and you can see its glow. And even even now, still hear some bottles cracking and popping. That's just me drinking them. <laughs> what do you do? Oh, boy. Okay, so I'm done with this door. You know what? The monks can come in for all I care at this point. But as this is happening, I realize there are people upstairs, including Mo and Sensei. And whatever Mo's going to do, I believe in him. So I got I to gotta keep him here as the monks pile in through the window. I'm going to yell at them. We have to stop it from coming down. Sensei is upstairs. And as a pillar from the foundation starts cracking, I'm going to immediately project a strap to hold it back against the wall. And I'm going to put run up against another brace and start pushing against it to hold it in place. Make a persuasion check. I got a nat one. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, the monks take in the scenery. Uh, clearly, this place is falling apart. Um, one of them will quickly punch you in the jaw uh, for six bludgeoning damage. Oh, okay. And immediately, they all pour right back through the window and escape the madness, escape this danger. I, I guess I got what I wanted. <laughs> Finian, like everyone else, you feel that the manor is falling apart. Uh, you can hear cracks forming. Uh, you even le- lose your footing a little bit. In fact, the butler who has his dagger to Rafirim's throat loses his footing for a moment too as the whole house shakes. I'm going to use a move action to run full speed okay. at Rafirim with this guy behind him, mm-hmm. pushing all of us through the window and out of the house. <laughs> okay, you're just crap taking just, everyone I'm with you. Bum rushing this scene. Make an athletics check. 17. The butler rolled a 16. You crash into him, antlers first, and the the three of you with Rafirim still in his chair topple and, and backwards I, out the window. And I'm trying to grab, like wrap my arms around Rafirim to try to at least try to cushion his fall because we're going to fall like a, sto- a full story down, like 10 yep. feet down to the ground. Take three bludgeoning damage from the fall. All right, so I took three bludgeoning damage, falling out the window, my arms wrapped around Rafirim, knocking- You don't know his name. The butler. Yeah. He never introduced himself. Out the window. He will stumble to his feet, still blinded by your spell, and he's listening for a moment, like trying to locate you. And then when he thinks he has you, he'll, he'll lunge at you. All right, so he's gonna take five acid damage from the acid arrow that he took in the previous round. Yeah, the acid has burnt through his gray ghee and is now sizzling through his skin. When he attacks, he's going to take uh, six points of uh, fungus damage. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. (laughs) As it slowly eats into his skin. Yeah, his skin's just falling apart. Uh, He's looking less and less like a human as time passes. Uh, He does manage to connect, however, only for five piercing damage. I still look pretty good. With the Halo of Spores, I get a lot of uh, bonus to my constitution and health, so I'm still looking good. Yeah, you're a monster, it turns out. It's your turn. Um, I'm going to use my Primal Savagery Cantrip. Yeah to become an actual monster. I essentially grow like sharpened claws and, you know, they're poisonous. And with the hill of spores, it's just a natural thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. It's like acid, 
dripping with poison. So I take an attack at him. Yeah, you have advantage. He's still blinded. Who would have thought that blind is a great spell? <laughs> I think that's a 15. AC 15? Yeah. And he takes uh, four points of acid damage. That and is... I guess he's being rendered too with these sharpened claws that I've... Yeah. He, he didn't look good before this, and now this was just what you needed to push him over the edge into not being alive anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be recovering, kind of hunched over, and my eyes close, and I remember a memory of me on a beach shooting lightning at a fish, and the fish was so fast it would dodge it left and right. And a large foot landed next to me, a big scaly blue foot. Mm. And this big beast just kind of, you can skip the I get the feeling that it's telling me to wait and then it speaks, but it doesn't speak words. It speaks thunder and the ocean erupts in a geyser and the fish flies out and my eyes open and I stand up straight, crack my back and look at him. <laughs> you know, that's how Mo died, right? <clears throat> <laughs> and I'll look at him opening my eyes and they're just blue with lightning. He'll take a step back now. <laughs> Tell me, where is Red? Oh, uh, and he, he hesitates. A bit of his bravado gone now that you're surging with magic, but he steals himself. <laughs> yeah, Red, he, uh, oh, it turns out that when you hide mages, uh, seekers don't really like that. So his, his body's being hanged by the neck out in Applestead. God, I, really, I, I wish it could have gone differently, but... It was worth the favor of the Seeker. You get it. That's rough. And as I just stand there, my gloves will fall off my hand. To fight you like that would be a disgrace. You're a filth on this world, and I'm the rain that's going to wash it. Oh. And I snap my finger, and just thunder erupts right where he's standing. He makes a con save. He fails. <laughs> so thunder erupts all around him, and he takes 26 thunder Ooh. damage. And then just point at him and say, you can't even dodge the storm. Fleck has taken another step away from you. And he's he's futzing with his right arm that is clearly broken, trying to reset it. <laughs> so what? You gonna kill me, huh? You think Mo would like that if you killed his best friend? I think you killed his best friend when you got him hung. He'll... Without warning, stop messing with his arm, and as a fissure opens in between you, he'll jump over and grab you. I'm gonna kill another one of his best friends. And he's dragging you, dragging you to this fissure. Make opposed athletics. Uh, ooh. 20 on that. Oh, better than his. You're putting up a hell of a resistance, but... Look at that frame. <laughs> you're, you're teetering on the end, and everything is, is crumbling. It's your turn. I'll look him dead in the eyes as we're, like, almost about to go, and I said the storm washes away all filth, and I'll lightning step away. <laughs> okay, so you just teleport away? Yep. Uh, he was using So I you. teleport with a crack of thunder, so he takes thunder damage. Probably... The, sealing his fate the thunder between the thunder pushing him back and him pulling on you uh, you who are no longer there he tumbles backwards and falls into this crack mo sensei has dropped into a stance one you're very familiar with and oh, yeah. he motions you forward i'm i'm running full speed at him and 10 feet before i hit him i'm gonna yell Okay, he now, now, now! And I'm going to pick him up, and I'm going to try and pancake him through the window. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he, conveniently, because of the cracks forming all around the manor, you you hear Mo yelling at you. Now, now. And, oh, ooh, I'm assuming we're doing a pose athletics. A athletics? That's awesome, because I got a 23. He got a 5. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to pick him up, just scoop him up right through the window. Uh, the two of you crash through the window and, and start falling to the ground below, uh, where all of the monks have gathered to watch the house go up in flames. And now, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> I hear uh, Mo yelling my name. 
And as I look at the buckle that's actually holding what is actually a structural support to this house, memories of uh, my now not so recent, but recent death flash. And I remember trying to save those guys with uh, by holding the power there before I was crushed. And I just, I know I have to do this for Mo. I just really hope that my friends are out of there. And I'm going to let it buckle. I'm going to run for it and I'm going to make that platform below where the uh, porch was. Mo, you come crashing down on this transparent purple platform on top of Sensei and he shoves you off of him. I'll back up and get some distance between the two of us and I'm going to look down to the the crowd. Okay, now's it. Now's the time. <clears throat> Sensei Horus, <laughs> I challenge you here today in front of the entire monastery, one-on-one -on -one mortal combat. <laughs> <laughs> he he stands up and, and brushes himself off and opens his mouth angrily as if to scold you. And then he takes in the scene, realizing he is surrounded by the entire moving monastery below him. Uh, um, um, Mo, is this, is this really... You really want to embarrass yourself like this in front of all of your friends? I'm going to stretch my arms out and, and look at all of them. Today is the day that I unfortunately have to open all of your eyes. I'm clearly the worst monk at this monastery, and all of you are going to see that I alone, an untrained man that has spent years and his family's life savings for nothing. We've all done this. This is a weight we're all gonna have to carry, but we can carry it together. And I'm gonna get into a into a karate pose. <laughs> if this is what you have chosen, and he will take a step closer to you within reach and he'll close his eyes and look away, flailing his open hands aimlessly. <laughs> Wait, is he like little girls slapping? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> the great sensei? No. The great sensei hits you so many times. Oh, no. From his many flurry of blows, I need you to take one bludgeoning damage. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be like retracted in a little defensive ball and then I'm going to look really confused and stand back up. Oh, you have more in you? <laughs> I'm going I'm to have to have him do opposed athletics because in one swoop, I'm going to try and take his, his shirt off and pants him. He rolled a seven. I rolled a 14. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as if he was wearing pull-away clothes. You just tear his gi off of him. Now like a Chip and Dale dancer yeah, where they're exactly, made out of Velcro? Exactly. Uh, he's now just wearing sandals. <laughs> and, and like a thong. You know, like the underwear you'd wear under gi. He stammers to say something, but for the first time you have ever seen in your life, Sensei is struggling to find the words. I'm going to hold these clothes up. You didn't deserve these. You never deserve these. I'm going to throw them down to the crowd. Ooh, someone will grab them. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm going to use my bonus action here to activate Flurry of Blows. And I'm going to fulfill my promise. And I'm going to spin kick him in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to try to kick him off the platform right. so he falls down to the people. I think I get two attacks. So the first one is a 19... And the second one is a 10. The first one hits. You don't even need to roll for damage. He just tumbles <laughs> off of... He wasn't expecting this. He just tumbles off of this platform and into the crowd, taking some fall damage on the way. <laughs> there are gasps from uh, emanating from the crowd, and behind you, the, the house is coming apart. Uh, as, as Sensei... You know, I'm not even going to call him that. As Horace <laughs> hits the ground, I'm going to walk over to where I just boot him off our platform. I'm going to look out to the monks. Guys, we 
We need to be open and honest with ourselves. We've made a horrible mistake. We've given money that's not ours to this man, and he's he's never going to give it back. And anyone that figured it out, he killed them. But you know what? Everyone here, I've, I've worked with you. We're better than that. We're better than him. The last thing the monastery needs to do before we get back to our families and our real lives, we need to spread the word that Horace lies, cheats, steals, and kills. And we need to make sure that he can't manipulate anyone in our home anymore. There's some whispers shared among monks in the crowd who saw their great sensei be taken down with a single kick and saw him fight like he had no <laughs> idea how to fight. And you hear a few other whispers about the money that he owed the lasting lodge. Apparently Red did exactly what he said he would do. And he's spread the word. He told everyone he could. And Sensei, or Horace, stands up and and chuckles underneath under his breath. <laughs> still only in underwear. <laughs> still only in underwear, trying his best to still take command of the situation. <laughs> oh, Mo, I'm so disappointed in you. You can teach a man to fish, but you can't make him try. And he'll look at the monks. They're my monks. They're not yours. They know that you're a liar. And one of one of them says, no, wait. Maybe Mo's right. The monks are just staring at him like they aren't sure what to make of this. And as the house completely collapses behind you, you now just floating on this platform, looking down upon all of this, you see the monks start one by one, stepping forward towards him. And Sensei begins turning around rapidly, like to, to make sure they're, his enemies are in front of him, but his enemies are all around him. And whispers turn into shouts as the monks pile in on him. And very quickly, you lose sight of him in the crowd. That is where we'll continue next time. Oh, I think that is the perfect time for you all to level up. Now, oh, yeah! My assuming, first real monk level. Assuming you all survived the house burning down. You know, oh. it's, it's dubious. Batana, yeah. I'm not sure. Thank you for listening. And a special thanks to our deities, Linda Mundorf and Pete M., our Celestials, David Green and Ironjaw, and our hero, Chris Matowski. Oh, uh, we're skipping a week for the holidays. So to all of our listeners, have awesome holidays yourselves, and we'll see you in two weeks. See you guys. Happy holidays. Else. No, I think let the monks have the last say. Yeah. The last sensei. <laughs> and with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs>